This hour of Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Tucson Federal Credit Union and the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans. Now back to Spears and Ali on 1490 AM, 94.9 HD Channel 4, ESPN Tucson. Justin Spears got Ali Farhang back in studio. You are as red as a ripe tomato, my friend. I, when I are don't you know. going to listen that we are all born with certain predispositions in life? And you have one in which your pigmentation does not absorb the sun well. <laughs> Run, you walk around with sunscreen. I know. Right? I know. Uh, look, I'm bald. If I try to grow my hair out, I'm going to look like I have a skin yarmulke. <laughs> I know that's my predisposition. I look better bald. Take with what you got and go with it. You need sunscreen. On a day that it snowed in Tucson. I know. You're, you're telling me this. <laughs> it's that's crazy. Snowed. Uh, a little bit, that. a Did little bit, really? yeah, oh, yeah, a little bit. Uh, certain areas got a little bit of snow. Huh. It was mostly frost, but That's fair. we're Tucsonans. We don't really see it often, so we take what we, what we can get. But everyone woke up to uh, a white blanket around. Did you not look over their... at the mountains? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the mountains are covered in snow, but like in town, he he was saying. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I walked outside. It was everything was covered in white stuff. Hmm. But it was, it was mostly frost. Yeah. And, and our buddy decided to come to the show basically looking like Santa Claus after delivering <laughs> gifts all night. He looks very yeah. jolly. Dude, I, I don't know what happened to me, honestly. I, I don't really remember being out in the sun that long. Do you ski? I don't. Okay, so when you ski, it's another thing that people make a mistake with is they don't put sunscreen on. But that sun Bounces reflects off the, off snow. the snow. Yeah. So maybe when you went outside and you were doing snow angels and being all giddy <laughs> like a 10-year-old, you're not maybe wrong. you should have put some sunscreen on. You're not far saying. off. Yeah. You're not yeah. far off at all. <laughs> uh, the U of A football team, they were doing snow angels at the football stadium today. Were they? Did they, they were enjoying that. Did they strudel in their beard like you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saving it for later, man. Come yeah. on now. Um, yeah. All right. We got a, a great show today. A uh, whole lineup of guests uh, joining us uh, in – about 20 minutes is Jabari Davis from iHeartMedia. We'll talk to him about NBA trade deadline, his thoughts on the Western Conference, and also All-Star Weekend this week. And then uh, speaking of All-Star Weekend, uh, Dwayne Rankin from the Arizona Republic. He covers the Phoenix Suns along with Dana Scott, who's uh, always on the show. Uh, Dwayne, we, we haven't spoken to him in a little while, so I'm curious to hear uh, what – I'm curious to – Hear his thoughts on Kevin Durant coming to the Phoenix Suns because Suns looked really good last night. And when you add in Kevin Durant, uh, it might be something special for Phoenix. So we'll get his thoughts on that at 425. And then right before Dwayne, uh, at the top of the 4 o'clock hour, Ollie, very pumped to have one of the greatest Wildcats of all time, Bob Elliott, join the show. Oh, amazing. Bob Elliott calling in at 405, and we're going to talk to him about opening up the African-American Museum of Southern Arizona inside the U of A Student Union. And with it being Black History Month, uh, with Al Fleming being inducted into the Ring of Honor, uh, I'm just I'm very excited to have Bob Elliott on. So we're going to talk about the new museum, being teammates with Al Fleming, and also putting up one of the most impressive performances in Arizona basketball history. Against ASU Ali, he put up 38 points and 25 rebounds. Absolutely insane. Yeah. Bob, Bob Elliott is going to go down. He will always go down as one of the best bigs of all time. Absolutely. And what is he, 6'10"? 
Uh, just about. He's, yeah, about a, he's a big human being. I wonder what he thinks about load management because you know back then they weren't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They were flying coach, buddy. They, yeah. And, and the and the planes had propellers. Mm-hmm. So oh, I just I didn't just called you old Bob. Sorry about that. I didn't mean that was in, <laughs> that was not what I was intending to do. All I'm saying is I wonder a guy like that who uh, you know played in an era where if there was a game you played it, and there's a difference between being injured and hurt. Yep. What does he think about load management? Yeah, especially guys like Kawhi Leonard, who just seem to take a bunch of games off. LeBron James, seem, like he breaks Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record, and then we don't see from him for a little while. He actually looks like he has a hurt foot, though. He hurt his foot in that game. Oh, yeah. Look, see, that's the look, problem, though. There are so many guys you like. You how question about, everybody now, right? Yeah. I mean, it, don't get me wrong. It's like, yeah, if you're really injured, cool, but... I don't know. How about you rehab at home and watch the Super Bowl? Why do you got to go to actually? Why do you actually have to go to the Super Bowl? You know, that's it just fair. To, to, to me, it just looks like right now LeBron James is kind of like the in this PR tour for himself right now. And I get it; he's one of the greatest basketball players of all time. You think that just started? Huh? I mean, no, he's always <laughs> been like that. Yes, yeah, but yeah. like this year in particular, it's like, dude, uh, time's running out, man. We're here in mid-February, and uh, the Lakers—you got the 13th seed in the West. Uh, let's. Let's get cracking right now, man. I'm not trying to be a part of the playing game, but yeah, I, I never thought I'd say this, but you need to start working harder on your rehab, like Kyler Murray. <laughs> Fags, <Damn>. Fags. <laughs> uh, and then uh, with Arizona playing Utah on Thursday, we're going to hear from uh, Porter Larson. He uh, hosts the afternoon show in Salt Lake City on ESPN up there, so uh, he's kind enough to join us at 5:40, and uh, we're going to get a. Uh, behind enemy lines perspective of the Utah Utes and get an update on them and what they've been up to since they manhandled Arizona and Salt Lake City. Um, and as always, Spears and Ali is presented by Tucson Federal Credit Union and the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans. Huge thanks to all of our sponsors here on ESPN Tucson. All right, uh, let's go to top three headlines heading into today. One. One. So Brian Flores, now the newest defensive coordinator of Andrews Minnesota Vikings, Skull. Um, he said that he had a gut feeling on not accepting the Arizona Cardinals head coaching job. <laughs> so he was offered the job. He interviewed multiple times and decided, I'm not going to take it. I had a gut feeling that it's just not the right job for me. And he opted to be the defensive coordinator of your Vikings, Andrew, rather than being the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. How much of that is Kyler Murray, do you think? I, I mean, if, a good if you're being fair about it, it's got to be a part of it, right? Because um, I know he had a, a relationship with the new general manager. Uh, but, you know, that video that we saw with, <clears throat> this is his name, Gannon, the guy, they, the defensive coordinator Gannon. of the Eagles. Yeah, Jonathan Gannon. So tell me, so first of all, the Eagles, remember, it's about the Jimmys and the Joes, not the X's and the O's. Yeah. And the Eagles were one of the deepest teams on the defensive side of the ball. But when I watched that video, if you would have told me that guy was Cliff Kingsbury, I would not have <laughs> doubted you. I mean, it's just like you just hired another Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. Defensive just version. Defensive version. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know, man. There's something around that organization that I think um, makes individuals that get offered high positions very wary of taking it when they've got alternatives. and. At least we know Brian Flores is one example of that. Yeah. Well, they uh, they interviewed. Let's see now. Sean Payton, Dan Quinn. Um, who else did they 
Vance Joseph, their current defensive coordinator, who's now probably not going to be their D.C. The offense and defensive coordinator of the Bengals, Sean Payton. Remember how all of our buddies in Phoenix and PHNX were all tingly inside? Because, oh, Sean Payton Payton and Kyler Murray, yeah. yeah. Uh, But, yeah, it's I I just – they interviewed basically all the clowns that get out of the car in the circus. I mean, it's like that's how many people – it was like, oh, there's another one, there's another one. And they they can act all they want, like, oh, we finally got our man and we were patient. But I keep saying, you know, when you're compared to Jim Ursay, the owner of the Colts, it's not a good comparison. No. Who, who hired a head coach at the same time as Jim Ursay? Michael Bidwell. Yeah. And we got – they got the – Arizona got the Arizona uh, – car uh, the Eagles defensive coordinator. The Colts got the Eagles offensive coordinator. And the team that actually won – their offensive coordinator still didn't get a job. Yeah. And Eric Bieniemy. Yeah. Which is a whole another topic. It makes no sense. I mean, if you oh, we talked like, about it yesterday, mm-hmm. man, it's it, it's ridiculous because out of all of the guys who I thought would have gotten head coaching positions, coordinators in that Super Bowl, I would have put Eric Bieniemy at the top of the list. I didn't even know that the, any of the Eagles coordinators were in the running to get the Colts job or the Arizona Cardinals job, and the Cardinals said we're going to hold off on announcing our head coaching position until after the Super Bowl. And I started to speculate, maybe they're going to try to roll the dice on Eric Bieniemy. Maybe Eric Bieniemy is going to get his final chance or his, his his one chance to be a head coach, and he's going to inherit a quarterback like Kyler Murray. If he takes this kind of problem and makes it work, and the Cardinals are a fun brand and you like to watch them, then... Eric Bieniemy is going to get his flowers, and I thought that he would have been up for the challenge, and I thought that maybe that's what would have happened, but they said, nope, Jonathan Gannon, the guy who's been the defensive coordinator for two years with the Eagles, and before that has had multiple jobs, but is he really qualified to be that guy? And I feel bad for him because I think he can do a good job. I hope he does a good job because I remember, you know, here in Tucson, Arizona, when Jed Fish was hired. You know, it was very underwhelming response by Arizona fans and everyone. They're like, Jet Fish, who's who's this guy? And so far, he's been a home run hire. So right. maybe it's a home run hire for Jonathan Gannon. And if he's up for coaching a guy like Kyler Murray, I commend the dude. These teams keep making the same mistake trying to find the next Sean McVay or Kyle Shanahan. And, uh, you know, the difference between a guy like Jet Fish and uh, Jonathan Gannon or a lot of these other wonder kids that have, like, one or two years of coordinator experiences, they've never been a head coach. They haven't been around a long time. They've never been the person in charge that manages the personnel, both administratively in the front office and the team. So it's not worked far more often than it has worked. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so if you're 40 – and you've been a coordinator for a couple of years. I'm and a man. Team does well. It's like, oh, it's the new, it's the new wonder kid. You got a GI Joe beard. It's just like it's, it's the bearded white guy. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the, the the Nick Sirianni look. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I don't. I'm not optimistic for the Cardinals. And again, if you told me when I watched that interaction with Kyler Murray and him, and it looked totally staged to me. Really, Jody Ayler uh, from Phoenix, former yeah. host of the. He actually was the most observant person. The, Kyler Murray was wearing a Smiths T-shirt, and thought, if you know the band The Smiths, and like this new generation of athlete and the kind of music they like, that is the most random combination that you'll ever see on a professional athlete under the age of 25. It's like John Morant wearing a Ramon shirt. 
Yeah, like that, right? It's like, <laughs> oh, hey, it's uh, it's it's LeBron James with a Talking Heads shirt on. So, <clears throat> you know, anyway, that was interesting. But it's like, I don't know. It just seemed to me like you just hired a defensive version of what you just had on the offensive end. We'll see it, what Jonathan Gannon and what that era is made of. All right, let's move to headline number two. 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 Ali, uh, Arizona football. By the way, we didn't even mention the DeAndre Hopkins situation. Like, they got to figure out what they want to do with him. No, are they going to trade him or yes. are they going to keep him? They're going to trade him. To the Rams, Patriots? Sure, one of them. Oh, well, I mean, it was a good run. Yeah, it was a good run. Cowboys, maybe? I don't know. Anyways, uh, our second headline for today, Arizona football yesterday released the, their spring football roster, Ali. And it's uh, pretty interesting because um, the the new additions, they added Martel Irby. Martel Irby was this running back who joined UCLA in 2018 and then converted to defensive back most recently and then medically retired and actually cited mental health reasons and stepped away from football. And now he's back and he's joining the Arizona Wildcats as a 5'9", 208-pound uh, defensive back. So Martel Irby, look at that. Uh, interesting story. I'm curious to see uh, what he's going to be able to do for Arizona. Well, if you ever driven on the 405 in L.A., uh, coming out to Tucson and, and getting out of L.A. is a lot better for your mental health. So I hope he has a much better <laughs> yeah. experience here. But better air. Yeah, so it better seemed air. like we added one guy, and then there's a couple of guys that are not on the roster, as I understand it. Yeah. That uh, I, I believe, like, uh, Isaiah Mays is not on the roster. Yep, defensive back. But I think – that might be medically related. I'm not quite sure, but I think so. Yeah. Um, really good kid. He, he is. He's a very good – he's going to be a very successful It's funny. Person. I actually saw him at the Arizona Bowl on the field, dressed up, very nice. Uh, I don't know what his he's involvement is. one of our is. interns. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just a really, really great kid. Very yeah. – he reads a lot. Um, asks great questions uh, when, when you meet with him. Um I'm a, if I could buy stock in, in a kid, it would be it would be Isaiah different. Mace. Yeah. Well, um, he's been here for the last several years now. Was a Kevin Sumlin guy. Uh, has been with the the Jetfish era for the first two seasons, obviously. And yeah, he's no longer listed on the roster. But like Ali said, bright future ahead of him, whether it's on the field or off it. I bet um, you he'll be with the team in some capacity. Well, just I mean, look at Gunnar Cruz, quarterback. Uh, he's not on the roster. He is, but he's going to be a, a graduate assistant with the strength and conditioning program. Yeah. So he's still going to be a part of the team, but just not playing quarterback. And then speaking of quarterback, the uh, fellow backup, the guy who was competing with Gunnar Cruz for the starting job last year, Will Plummer, he's no longer listed on the roster. Not sure if he's in the the transfer portal or what's what's going on with his situation. I always thought that he was capable of playing somewhere else, whether it's – at the FCS level, whether it's um, Group of Five level, I mean, I, he could he could really play some football. And he's really tough. That's the thing about Will Plummer is that he's a really tough quarterback. Uh, so I think that he could still play some f- football where, wherever that is. But Agreed. Um, I think that the his one shining moment was going in and out of the game against Cal, and then just gutting out one game so he can snap. Arizona's 20-game losing streak. It's going to be, uh, I mean, it's a great uh, trivia question. I mean, who's got the most throwing yards against ASU as an Arizona Wildcat quarterback? It's Will Plummer. It's Will Plummer. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and the kid gave everything he had while he was here, and uh, by all accounts, just a 
really just a really just genuinely good kid. I I wish him the best in whatever he does. Absolutely. Uh, quarterbacks added to Arizona's roster since uh, the end of the 2021 season when Will Plummer was a starter. No Fafita, Braden Dorman, and of course Jaden Delora from the transfer portal, who's coming back as Arizona starter. That's a pretty good quarterback. Pretty room. good quarterback. <laughs> room, yeah. All right, uh, Arizona football, by the way, begins spring football practice on March 13th. Spring game set at Arizona Stadium for April 15th. Let's go to headline number three. 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 Uh, the Phoenix Suns take down the Sacramento Kings last night. Chris Paul had 19 assists. Man. Unbelievable game by him. Devin Booker looking pretty solid as well. You had DeAndre Aiden looking, DeAndre Aiden looking good. And then you got Kevin Durant sitting on the sidelines just rubbing his hands like Birdman. Just very excited to join this core. You add Kevin Durant to what they got going on. Suns look like a pretty good team. And the Kings, like, hey, they're no slouch at all. They're, I think, the third-best team in the Western Conference. They've had a good first half of the season. DeMontis Sabonis is an all-star. So beating the, a really good Kings team, how they did it, I was impressed by the Suns. I mean, as a Laker fan, uh, you being the delusional one, me being the practical one. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, buddy. The, I've, been, I've been praising Denver all season long. The Suns at KD, uh, they're, they're, they're the favorites to come out of the West. No doubt. They are. And, you know, we, we talk about their depth and what's their depth going to be like because they gave you know away Cam Johnson and uh, Mikhail Bridges. Uh, their depth looks pretty good, too, uh, whether it's Torrey Craig or that, what's his name, Oweji guy or Oligi or – Oh, uh, well, they, they also have um... – Ouija board. A Kogi? A Kogi, yeah. A Kogi <laughs> and uh, TJ Warren. They got him in the trade. Yeah. Uh, Landry Shamit's going to come back. They got still got Campaign. Yeah. Terrence Ross. Terrence Ross just signed. The, the great uh, Russian poet, Terrence Ross. I, I uh, Why Russian? I don't know. It's weird. A Russian it, named Terrence. J- Jock Landell, too, as a backup center. He's not bad. Buddy. Might have to put a futures bet on the Suns. All right. Suns and Whew. Celtics, because the Celtics' second team almost beat Milwaukee last night. Oof. All right. Uh, we'll talk more NBA with Jabari Davis uh, coming up here in just a few moments. Uh, real quick, though, more importantly, Lori Markkinen, not only is he an all-star this weekend, he is participating in the three-point contest. Great. So That'll be worth watching, unlike the dunk contest, because I don't think anybody who's in the dunk contest is actually on a roster of any of those teams. <laughs> I saw the names. I'm like, huh? Stupid. <laughs> I, I yelled out who, and then somebody yelled, Mike Jones! I'm yeah. like, no, Mike Jones ain't out here. No. I don't know no. any of these guys. It's, uh, it's the G League uh, dunk contest. Yeah, awesome. pr- pretty much. Yeah. All right, let's talk about NBA All-Star Weekend and trade deadline with Jabari Davis from iHeartMedia. Stay tuned. More Spears and Ali coming up next. Spears. Justin Spears, I like that. And Ali. I want to be entertaining, but I'm not stupid enough to compare myself to Ali. We'll be right back on 1490 AM ESPN Tucson. ESPN Tucson invites you to the 98th Annual Tucson Rodeo Parade on Thursday, February 23rd, starting at 9 AM. The parade kicks off at Ajo and Park, and if you want to check out the parade route, bathroom locations, grandstand seat availability, parking, and more, Go to ESPNTucson.com. All right, let's talk about the NBA and all the happenings there with uh, Jabari Davis from iHeartMedia. Jabari, always a pleasure talking hoops with you. Thank you for joining us today. 
And my goodness, what a wild NBA trade deadline it was. Would you say that was probably the craziest trade deadline probably in the last 10 years or so? Oh, without question, and I appreciate you guys for having me again. But no, without question, because you look at it as we're all we as the general NBA loving public are always saying like, oh, the trade deadline always stinks. They don't really you know, there's not either there's a lot of moves that you know, are of no consequence or there's just no moves whatsoever. Well, you got the best of both worlds. You got all types of random moves. You got the big Joker all of a sudden, you know, move, you move into the Valley of the Sun. Then you had other teams very very clearly trying to jockey for positioning. So yeah, like it, in terms of of the activity, it was probably the best and the most that I can remember in recent in recent history. And of course, the big trade was Kevin Durant going to the Phoenix Suns. And uh, Jabari, I'm speaking as a Lakers fan here, and I know you can probably relate a little bit. Um, I'm going to say this, man: Devin Booker, the way he looked, Chris Paul dishing out 19 assists, DeAndre Ayton, mm-hmm. we all know that he's a walking double double. And then, oh, by the way, you're adding one of the greatest small forwards of all time in Kevin Durant. You add all that to the mix. Man, the Phoenix Suns, they look like they have a very, very impressive lineup. And I got to say, I agree with Ali and what he said earlier in the show. I think the Phoenix Suns right now are the favorites to come out of the West. They absolutely are, and to be clear, for anybody that isn't a card player, when I said the big joker, I was that wasn't a dig. <laughs> it was saying the biggest card in the deck. You know, we went to the Suns. You're 100 percent right. I, I agree with each of you. The reality is this: we never know when a championship window actually closes. But I will tell you, without that trade, I, I, I kind of felt like that was the case. All of a sudden, it's now or never. Do I think that they could win beyond, you know, even beyond this year? Sure. But the, the, the Phoenix Suns, they pulled off the, okay, screw it, let's go ahead and go for a move. And I absolutely respect that. You know, a- adding Kevin Durant, a rejuvenated Kevin Durant, you know, you know, obviously he's coming off of injury, but he's been out for, he's been out for an extended period of time. Uh, you know, all of a sudden, with those guys, it's, it really is now or never. So I, I love the move. I, I I love it for you know sons, you know fans of the Suns, and I'm really intrigued as just a, you know an outside observer at this stage. Absolutely. Well, Jabari, I got to tell you, I'm in absolute shock right now because when Justin says let's talk about the big trade, usually the words Mo Bamba has come out of his mouth the last three days, and so I'm glad he <laughs> finally. Admitted that it's the uh, the KD trade, but you know, turning to the East, man, I'm watching the Celtics second team take Milwaukee to overtime last night, and I always thought Milwaukee was going to be Boston's kryptonite, but just like I think the Suns are the perennial favorite in the West, man, the Celtics look like they're destined to be in the finals and come out of the East. Yeah, it, it certainly does look like that. I, I've been, all year I've been trying to, you know, I've been saying like, yeah, they're good, but I, yeah, you know, they, they were there last year, but. We've had enough of the butts. <laughs> like, you know, Milwaukee has won, you know, prior to that had won 10 in a row. It absolutely looked like, hey, maybe maybe they can leapfrog. And obviously, you know, the next six weeks will determine whether they can. But ultimately, if the Boston Celtics are healthy heading into the postseason, it's going to be difficult for me to pick against them. And that's even acknowledging, I'm not sure if you guys are, you know, you guys are aware of this, but we haven't had a repeat, you know, a repeat player in the, you know, a repeat team in the conference finals over the last four seasons. So, you know, and, and, and I know that sounds crazy, but we have not. If, if, if I were to have to bet on any of the teams that were uh, previous conference finalists, it would be Boston once again. Jabari Davis from iHeartMedia joining Spears and Ali on ESPN Radio. 
so Jabari, when you look at the Lakers and what they were able to do, I mean, you know, Mo Bamba, D'Angelo Russell, it seems like <laughs> that order, huh? Uh, just, we're hitting, that's how bad it is for us Laker fans, Jabari. It's like we're, we're everything, and we're betting on Mo Bamba <laughs> and D'Angelo Russell. Uh, but 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 right now the Lakers are 13th in the Western Conference. Uh, do you think that? If everyone stays together, that they could possibly put together a run, or is the Lakers era about to add another chapter and not make the playoffs? You know, look, you know that you, you guys both know that I would love to sit here and tell you, like, oh yeah, with those additions, which by the way, very, you know, in my estimation, improved the team significantly. Not just, you know, the, I recognize the names aren't flashy. They're, they're not KD. They're not Kyrie. They're not those types of names. But in terms of balancing out the roster and making it actually just make sense, putting, you know, adding depth once again that they lost, you know, and not to, you know, not to make this about Russell Westbrook, what they, that they lost when they made the deal for Russell Westbrook, it actually makes a great deal of sense. But I, again, you know, just, you know, circle back to the, you know, how I started it. I'd be lying if I told you that you know that that's any sort of guarantee. Now I recognize they've you know they, they've got 32 losses on the year. The tenth seed right now has 30 losses. But you're going to have like you're getting to the point where we're 25 games left in the season. And I know that's not, it feels crazy that you know the, the, the you know post All Star break is only 25 games now. But with 25 games left in the season, you're you know if you don't make the move over the next week or so, you know or, you know, a week or so of action. You're going to get to the point where it's like, okay, well, we're still just one game back with ten games, you know, with ten games to play. Still get just one game back with five games to play. So honestly, they they have backed themselves into whichever adage you want to, you know, whichever you're saying you want to use, whether it's backing yourself into a wall or painting themselves into a corner. They they're in a position now to where they cannot afford to lose very many games remaining. And I, yeah. I just don't know if it's going to be possible to feel you know, to flip that switch in that way. I would love to see it though. You know that. Absolutely, Jabari. I need some direct talk right now. And maybe it might be a little Jabari Davis therapy because oh. I need a little self awareness. The All Star Game is coming up this weekend, and I got to tell you, when I was growing up, I loved the All Star Game. I loved the dunk mm-hmm. contest, the three point shooting contest, the game itself. It was must see TV. And now I could care less. Am I just getting old and curmudgeonly, or has the All-Star game just completely lost its luster? Or, buddy, to be honest with me, is it a little bit of both? It, it, it is absolutely a little bit of both. And, Ali, you know that I relate with you. You're like, like I, I look at when – whenever they release the new jerseys, I go like, eh. Whenever they release, like, the alternative jerseys for teams, I'm like, eh. And, then when, and I recognize – I, you know, when, they, when they announce, like, all of the different stars that are going to be a part of All-Star Weekend, they're not for us. They're not targeting us. Like I, I'm not saying that they don't want us to enjoy it. I'm just saying that we are not their priority any longer. We are not. We are not the demographic that they are targeting with, with these events. That combined with the fact that the dunk contest kind of, and when I say it doesn't mean anything anymore, I mean the stars don't do it anymore. Yeah. That combined with the fact that all of the other events, you know, really though, the Saturday night events were really, you know, even you know, to, to the level of three point competition, were really predicated upon getting to the eventual dunk contest. So now when you don't have the, you know, when, when you're not, when you don't have a ton of excitement generated from the main event, like you know, some of the main events on, you know, like overall star weekend, and then the all star game, we all kind of just know what it is it's kind of like hey look 
you know, back in the day, I had a great turkey sandwich. But if I had that turkey sandwich thirty times in a, you know, 30, you know thirty days in a row, I wouldn't necessarily you know call it great. We've been there and we've done that. While I'm still going to watch it, I'm still going to participate. You know, you know, you know be an open participant. You know, in the weekend, it it it, it just isn't for us anymore. You know, honestly, it's probably not even for Justin. And Justin's still a baby. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> if if I had a, a turkey sandwich from Subway thirty days in a row, I wouldn't be so upset. Like that's that's a pretty good sandwich, especially if they're a sponsor. Thirty days yeah. in a row, yeah. Are you insane? I could have a yeah, Subway thirty days in a row, well, no doubt. We just came up with a new Spears and Ali challenge, and uh, Jabari, <laughs> I thank you for being honest and confirming that I'm one step away, if not there already, of talking about in my day. And that I went uphill mm-hmm. in the snow both ways from school. Well, I, I look back. I look at the the, the dunk contest <laughs> and. I'm looking at these names and I'm like, okay, I recognize one of these guys, but man, we're, we got a G leaguer in here. When the the dunk contest was always the high flyers in the NBA, it was always the best players. Mm-hmm. Like we always saw the best of the best, the Michael Jordans, the Dominique Wilkins, Vince Carter's. Everyone participated in the dunk contest, and now this is what we're left with. And I think that the dunk contest at this point is endangered. I think it's at a point now yeah. where it's it's pretty much cooked. And, and honestly, to that point, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's going to be some incredible athletic feats out there. I'm sure it is. But it, it it's kind of like, you know, a Shasta can taste fine. But y'all know we want the Coca-Cola. And if the big stars aren't going to be in there, and you know what? If that's disrespectful to compare, you'll, you'll make that comparison. I do apologize. But I, I meant it, and I said it, and here we are. A Shasta might get the job done, but a Coca-Cola is what you prefer. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're definitely getting Shasta. We're not even getting Shasta. We're getting the can that just says cola. Yeah. Just cola. <laughs> <laughs> and on top of that, man, they made Carl Malone one of the judges for the dunk contest. I definitely don't want to watch Ooh. that now. I mean, he could screw that guy. I, I, Carl Malone. I hate that guy. Yeah, you, why? Car- oh, the magic thing still? No, dude. Just so many bad reasons. Carl Malone's a terrible person. He is. He's a terrible person. Yeah. Um, People probably want to read the room on that, um, but you know what? The NBA said, "Hey, we're in Salt Lake for the first time, and or maybe last time, you know, in a great deal of time." And they, I guess they, I, I guess they weighed the you know, the positives and negatives and said, "We'll take, we'll take the backlash." Absolutely. Did you see what they created for the All Star Game as far as the image of, uh, you know, they they have like the logo? Have you seen that? I haven't seen it yet. So it says 2023 All-Star Game, and then it has SL oh, for Salt Lake, and then a comma, SL and then a UT Utah. for Utah. <laughs> Does anybody actually check anybody's work anymore? <laughs> because those letters together do not spell a good word. No. No. You know what? Maybe maybe I miss, Maybe I spoke too soon. Maybe they are trying to target me. <laughs> maybe not you. Maybe <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Jabari Davis from iHeartMedia. Uh, Jabari, you guys are always doing great work. Uh, plug us in. Tell us what you're talking about or what you've been up to lately. Definitely appreciate it. Again, I, I really, I always love talking to you guys. So thank you so much for having me on. Um, on the show, Mad Boosies. Matter of fact, this week, uh, dropping tomorrow, we have an episode with Josiah Johnson that will make you crack up. Make nice. You, you know, I guarantee it will crack you up. But, but generally, we're just plugging away, continuing on. You know, uh, th- this week's episode was just wrapping up the trade deadline, and 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 both of them basically trying to talk me off the ledge as a Lakers fan. That sounds awesome, and thank you for sharing your intimacy preferences with us. We we learn something every time we talk to you. 
I, hey, I'm just dropping little gems out there. That's all. You know, just <laughs> That's amazing. You know. Amazing. <laughs> Thank uh, you, guys. Uh, thanks, Jabari. Appreciate it, man. All right, don't go anywhere. More Spears and Ali coming up next. Spears. Justin Spears, I like that. And Ali. I want to be entertaining, but I'm not stupid enough to compare myself to Ali. We'll be right back on 1490 AM. ESPN Tucson. ESPN Tucson has great deals for you from local businesses. Right now, you can find half-off deals from Bookstore Southwest Adult Shop, Coffee Exchange Bistro, Allure Medical, Starting this Friday, you can purchase a $50 Miller Surplus gift certificate for just 25 bucks. Miller Surplus, they specialize in hardcore outdoor lifestyle gear, and they offer the largest selection of work boots and work gear in Tucson. And they're located at 406 North 6th Avenue on the corner of 6th Avenue and 7th Street. So find out the latest half-price Friday deals and save some dinero seven days a week at ESPNTucson.com. Um, all right, so Andrew, if you can uh, get this clip ready. Absolutely not. Uh, so uh, I, I want to uh, just explain to you that the Kelsey Bros and their podcast—it's—it's top notch, man. It's—it's it's the best. And the fact that on the the same year that the they, they launched their podcast, they were able to meet up with each other in the Super Bowl, um, and it. Travis Kelsey, I literally just got to you right now, Andrew. I mean, Travis Kelsey went up to Jason Kelsey at the end of the game, hugged him, shared a special moment, and and Travis tearing up said, "This is this is the best freaking year of my life, man." And uh, I thought it was cool that the Kelsey brothers were able to do a uh, reaction podcast to their Super Bowl. So after Travis Kelsey wins the Super Bowl and Jason Kelsey just falling short, uh, they they recorded a podcast and. They actually talked about what th- this moment meant for their mom, Donna Kelsey, and uh, them getting teared up about it, man. If uh, you got tissues handy, make sure uh, you got them ready because it's going to definitely bring some tears. Here's the clip. The moment I saw mom is when I got really emotional because, man, it was so awesome. <sighs> It was all right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it was awesome for you know she was on top of the world for for a week. She was the heavyweight champ, man. She was on top of it, and she shined the whole time, man. That was that was the coolest part, Mom. You absolutely killed it. Dad, you've been killing it. Yep. It was just so cool, man, to see, uh, you know, her get to celebrate in that with us. Yeah. I'm with you, brother. It was an awesome moment. <sighs> just so happy for her and so happy that, um, you know, she got her moment. Dad got his. So, yeah, I was the only, <laughs> ironically, you know, you, you lose the Super Bowl. And you're you're crying after the game, and they're not tears of sadness. You know, they're tears of joy. Damn, that's pretty cool, man. And uh, you know, it's something that's uh, never really—it's never happened before. You never had two brothers play against each other in the Super Bowl. We've seen it with head coaches before, but the the Kelsey brothers doing it. 
I thought it was uh, really cool to see them have that moment. And for Donna and Ed Kelsey, for them to have that moment as parents, yeah, not many people can say that, and the Kelseys can. Yeah, that was really so, cool. you know, I'm an older brother, you're a younger brother. Uh, I mean, all I was thinking, though, was like uh, Travis was like, yeah, but, you know, I won, and uh, I'm really glad I beat you. How would you feel if you were in a Super Bowl against Josh? You definitely <laughs> – <laughs> Man, would you be magnanimous if you lost, or would you just be bitter and it always bother you? Because I'm going to admit, man, it, it, it would bother. It, me. it would bother me. It would bother me to my core. Yeah, and if I beat my brothers again, yeah, just for the record, in everything, athletically, mentally, spiritually, I beat them in everything. <laughs> uh, it does feel good. <laughs> well, growing up, I was always the baby, so. I would never ever beat my brother, but the one thing because we were six six we're six years apart, so we never really had a chance to play against each other with each other on the football field. But we would play basketball against each other, and eventually I got to a point where I was in middle school and I could finally start to beat my brother. And I remember that feeling was just it was the best. Wait, you were in middle school? Yeah. And so he's like a high school senior. Uh, about yeah. And you beat him in basketball. Yeah. Well, I was a really good three-point shooter. Don't don't do it. All. Don't don't let him have it. <laughs> Why? No. What, what? What? Go ahead. I'd really like to get Josh on to get his side <laughs> of the story. <laughs> Both you. <laughs> what Both else? oldest siblings. I knew exactly where that was. Well, headed. because I mean, th- there was a a point where when I mean, we would play twenty-one against each other, mm-hmm. and I'd be you know nine, ten years old, but I was still a really good shooter. But then I would get to. Are we playing Nerf or is this? Like no, we're, this is regulation. This is in the driveway, full on uh-huh. re- regulation sized. And and whenever I would get close to 21, then my brother would start Ding me up, and then I, I could never get that last basket. He would come back and win, and then eventually, after a few years of kind of learning how he defended and stuff like that, I finally was able to maneuver around him and figure out ways to get a, a clean look at a shot and. I beat him a few times. I never forget beating him at Madden. Growing up, he always beat me in Madden, and I beat him. Yeah, off, off a of hail mary. My brothers you know, never beat ever. me at any uh, video game because the game mysteriously lost power. It was close. And <laughs> All of a sudden, my <laughs> controller just disconnected. And yeah. uh, if we're playing twenty-one, and they even got to sixteen, it went from basketball to we're playing football now. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, if Josh let you win as a senior in high school and you're in middle school. <laughs> Josh, turn in your older brother card, bro. That's not <laughs> he no. He didn't let me win. He he never let me win. I had to earn my wins, for did sure. He, did he tackle you at all? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's what I mean when I say let you win. There's nothing he should have stopped at to make sure you did not put in the game-winning basket. That's all I'm saying. Um. Anyway, also, very yeah, very cool, Kelsey brothers, but. I mean, there's a part of me, I'm watching Travis, and I'm like, yeah, he's eating nachos in his own head right now, just like licking his fingers. It's like, yeah, baby. I have more Super Bowl rings, and the reason why I have more is because we beat you. Beat you, yeah. It's the best. And, you know, that's why mom loves me more. <laughs> and you see mom. Hey, you, no, seriously, you see mom. She's she's at the, the Chiefs championship parade right now with Travis. Yeah. So Well, there's no parade in Philadelphia. Yeah. Unless you can't throw it. Hey, be there for your son. But hey, that's that's why he's got Ed Kelsey. Uh feeding him pizza rolls and Giorgio's oven fresh pizza. Um by the way, Juju Smith Schuster, 
posted on Twitter yesterday, Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. And he put this little Photoshop Valentine's Day card of Eagles defensive back James Bradbury, who was obviously called for defensive holding in the Super Bowl. And the caption of the card, along with Bradbury's picture, says, I'll hold you when it matters most. And Juju Smith-Schuster thought he was being a, a funny guy. And, man, he got trolled big time. He was being the troll, and then people fired back, including uh, your guy, LeGarrette Blunt. Yeah. Said, hey, Mahomes resurrected your career. Same with A.J. Brown. Uh, they were pretty much like, come on, man. You were you were on your way out of the league, and then the Kansas City Chiefs came by and, and saved your ass. Let's he be wasn't on his way out of the league, but uh, you know, what, somebody just needs to teach Juju not all attention is good attention. Win with grace, man. Yeah, just lame. Yeah. And I like Juju, but that I don't. That was that was a that was a Richard move right there. <laughs> don't be a Richard. Yeah, don't be a Richard, man. Yeah, but yeah, J- Juju. Bible. Juju is the the guy who's TikToking all the time. Yeah, and AJ Brown called him TikTok boy. Yeah, TikTok boy. <laughs> yeah, and that's all. That's what he's going to be known as, the guy who's doing TikToks after losses, doesn't matter where. I don't know. Juju's just a. I'm happy that he got a Super Bowl ring, or I was happy, and then he decided to do this on Twitter. No, he seems like, like on, a good man. kid. He just makes just does dumb things. Don't press send. Yeah. Don't press. Don't send. be TikTok boy. <laughs> all right, coming up next on Spears and Ali. Man, it was snowing in Tucson. Kind of. We'll talk about that, and we're going to wrap up our number one. Plus, I think we might have some tickets that were given away. So stay tuned. More Spears and Ali coming up next. Josh totally let you in. Spears. Justin Spears, I like that. And Ali. I want to be entertaining, but I'm not stupid enough to compare myself to Ali. We'll be right back on 1490 AM ESPN Tucson. All right, if you want tickets to any Tucson Roadrunners home game for the remainder of the regular season... Call in right now at 719-1490, 719-1490. Caller numero uno is getting those four-pack of tickets. You could take your loved ones, friends, family, your coworkers, your buddies. doesn't matter who you could take to the game. First caller, 719-1490, getting those tickets to go see the Tucson Roadrunners. All right, and uh, coming up in hour number two, very excited to have one of the greatest Arizona big men of all time, Bob Elliott, joining the show. Uh, Bob Elliott will reminisce on his days at the University of Arizona, and then we're also going to uh, talk about him opening up the African American Museum of Southern Arizona. This month, obviously Black History Month, Bob Elliott opening up the museum right before Black History Month. Um, he was uh, on, uh, he was representing Al Fleming during the Ring of Honor ceremony. So uh, this month is obviously a big month uh, for Bob Elliott, and we're very thankful for him to join the show at 4:05. So to start off the uh, the top of the four o'clock hour, we got a, a Arizona legend joining us, and then uh, we're going to talk Phoenix Suns basketball with Dwayne Rankin at 4:25. Um, so Ali, uh, we were just talking about uh, the. The NFL, the Kelsey Bros, obviously getting emotional on their podcast, talking about their mom, Donna Kelsey, enjoying the Super Bowl festivities, watching her two sons play in the big game. Uh, we talked about Juju Smith-Schuster absolutely getting owned. And uh, now we also, uh, we, we got, we, we <laughs> hold on here. We have Pac-12 media rights deal. Yeah. I, wa- I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Well, I'm, I'm glad you asked me that because I think the Pac-12 is in a lot of trouble. And, uh, you know, last week, Bob Iger, the 
CEO of Disney talked about how Disney Plus, for example, is a losing proposition for Disney, and they're losing a lot of money for their shareholders, and there's too much inventory streaming right now. And the amount of money that they're spending on inventory and developing shows and paying for rights is far out out exceeding the amount of money they're bringing in for people that are subscribers. And so if the Pac-12 was thinking, we're going to go to streaming to bring in the big money, they are going to be in for a rude awakening because Amazon, Apple, Disney, whatever, the streamers are not going to pay big money for the Pac-12. And now with Fox out of the game, and then I saw Ohio State and Washington, just uh, Ohio State just paid a half a million dollars to get out of their home and home. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to think the Pac-12 is in serious trouble, and I have never been more leaning towards Arizona going to the Big 12 than I am now because if George Klyovkov, Pac-12 commissioner, cannot pull a rabbit out of his hat and put together a not just average but lucrative media rights deal for the Pac-12. He's going to pull off a Hail Mary right now. It's it's looking dire for the existence of the Pac-12. And remember, we're back to where this all started after USC and UCLA left. If one school leaves, Washington, Oregon, Stanford, Cal, it doesn't matter. If one school leaves for the Big Ten, Big 12, whatever. I think Oregon's the big one. The Pac-12's done. Yeah. The Pac-12's done. So I'm very concerned right now that the Pac-12 waited too long to negotiate a, a media rights deal. And I think what they thought was going to be there in the different streaming services is turning out not to be there. Yeah, and I was uh, really concerned most recently with Klyavkov rubbing elbows with SMU and uh, looking like he's probably going to add the Dallas market. And I know they have big TV revenue, but when you think of SMU, when you think of Dallas, do you think of college sports? Yeah, it's nice that you add that big market, but... Does it replace Los Angeles? Does it replace USC football and UCLA basketball? No. No, it does not. Even though it's a big city and a big market, to me, Dallas does not seem to fit with the Pac-12 footprint. And now you got San Diego State. And Gonzaga, you know, they're looking to possibly move up. Move up. They're probably looking at the Big 12 as joining them as a pac- as a basketball-only school. Or uh, So I don't know, man. This is... Thing, it's not looking good for the Pac-12. It's not. And talking to SMU and, and San Diego State gave me the indication that we're definitely in a in an era of desperation. And the only thing that I think about when I think about Dallas is not TV markets. It's big hair and cowboy boots <laughs> to answer your question. Hour number two is Spears and Ali coming up next. Stay tuned.